So I feel like most of us have seen the top 25 quarterback list from 24-7. We're going to break it down a little bit only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. I feel like death. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find my written work with Whole Nine Sports or Giants Country of SI.com. Before getting into today's content, just hit ask you like, subscribe, leave a comment, review, whatever it is. Let me know how I can make the show better. Also, let me know how I can make me better. Um, I meant in terms of sickness, but talent-wise, sure, let's do that one too. But we're looking at this quarterback list from Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports uh, that came out yesterday morning, and then people started kind of talking about it. And everybody's got an opinion of it. I have an opinion of it as well. Um, However, we'll we'll talk about that. We got the whole show to talk about this. Uh, But 20th, our list at 20th is Anthony Richardson, obviously our Florida Gators quarterback. And, you know, with with these names, uh, Brad Crawford usually put, like, like, name, their 2021 stats, and their 2022 outlook. Uh, so, so we have that for Anthony Richardson and the stats obviously are very small, small sample size with Anthony Richardson, but the outlook that Brad Crawford of 24 seven put for Anthony Richardson was quote unquote, uh, it's time to buy stock in Richardson entering his first campaign as Florida's QB one following the exit of Emory Jones to the transfer portal. He's a dynamic playmaker who will produce under Billy Napier's system if he stays healthy. And we, we can kind of break that one actual little little uh, excerpt down here be, because we can talk about how he is a, dem- a dynamic playmaker. We all learned that. We, like That's something that everybody who's watched Anthony Richardson play, even a drive at some point last season, they look at them, they look at Anthony and they go, big arm, big dude, mobile, can make plays out of nothing. Yes, he's a very dynamic playmaker. If you watched him early on in the season, he he was averaging something insane. I think it was like 28 yards per carry or something like that because he was just breaking off these massive long runs for touchdowns in in the first few weeks. And it was just like, well, hi, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. He's gone. He's already off the field again. Um, And, you know, we've we've got the Emory Jones thing that we've talked about where Emory kept taking spots and and Mordecai McDaniel by the way if you haven't seen his interview I don't even know who did it. I just saw it on Twitter um but it, it was like a written interview and and they asked about Dan Mullen and Anthony Richardson and they were like we all wanted 15 um which we've spoken about here before on the show by the way that the players wanted Anthony Richardson and uh the coaching staff was just like Emory uh and stuck with that but that's that's past whatever um but we can break that down as he's a dynamic playmaker who will produce under Billy Napier's system and then he says if he stays healthy that's kind of been the question mark with Anthony Richardson you know yes last year he got uh he, he had a hamstring injury for a brief period of time and then uh Mordecai McDaniel even touched on that in the interview where he was just like 
he was doing backflips on the sideline. Like, like he was healthy enough to play, which is duh. Um, which is why we saw the videos of him doing backflips and we were just like, why is he not active? Like, yeah, it's different getting hit and doing backflips, but like if you can do backflips, you're good to play football. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, but also the, if he stays healthy thing, because that's a hamstring injury we're talking about. He also had a knee injury, which did keep him out for the remainder of the season. And he did get a surgery on, which apparently is a knee injury that had been dealing with since high school and had been hurting him since high school. And, and that that's something that he's been uh, working through this entire time. But if he stays healthy is a big question mark with Anthony Richardson. I'm not going to say he's injury prone, but he's had his fair share of injuries over a short period of time. And I'm specifying over a short period of time because sometimes if you've never been injured, uh, sometimes you get injured and you, you rush back a little early and maybe that's what happened with him. And that's why he kept getting the injury. But again, we've been saying since high school, or you just get a bad string of luck with things with injuries. And, and that happens as well. Uh, so I'm not going to say he's injury prone. I will say though that he's got he's he's had his fair share of injuries that he's had to deal with. Um, but I agree with Brad Crawford. I think it is time to buy stock in Richardson. Um, with it, as as he said, entering his first campaign as Florida's QB one. Uh, I, I think that everybody should do that. I think that when you're looking at a college player, you go, well, he's got an insane ceiling, and we've we've kind of seen him put some stuff together. So why not just try to match everything together and just and just bang on that upside? And that's essentially what we're doing with Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson was also eighth out of all SEC quarterbacks behind in order from highest ranked to lowest ranked. Uh, Alabama's Bryce Young, Arkansas's KJ Jefferson, Tennessee's Hendon Hooker, South Carolina's Spencer Rattler, which is still weird. Like I always forget that. Uh, Mississippi State's Will Rogers, Kentucky's Will Levis. And Ole Mrs. Jackson Dart. Um, I don't. I'm. I don't. I am not going to tear into this here, but I will say, I am torn on the list in general because, and I know this guy's not an SEC quarterback that I'm about to talk about, but I'm torn on the list in general because I've been critical of guys like Anthony Richardson, like Will Levis, like Spencer Rattler, um, and there are QBs on the list where I'm like well, player X shouldn't be this high or player X shouldn't be this low. Uh, but the only stance that I will firmly land on on this top 25 list is Quinn Ewers, you know, the guy who went to Ohio State and transferred to Texas and hasn't played a snap in college football, should not be ranked at all, at all, let alone being ranked as the number 18 quarterback in college football. This man has not touched a field during a game, and he's number 18, and that is just ridiculous. That, like, that is absurd to do. If you're ranking every college quarterback, sure, you could put him somewhere on the list. But if you're going, these are the top 25 college quarterbacks, you should not put a guy that hasn't touched the field ever on this list if he was injured in 2021 and didn't play but he played in 2020 that's fine you know dylan gabriel from oklahoma formerly of ucf is on the list and he was dealing with injuries but he's here now like, like, like he's available on the list he's available to play. It, sh it makes no sense to have someone who's never played on this list that's just 
absurd. Uh, we're about to take a look at who the Florida Gators will play that are on this list this season. But first, a quick word from Bet Online because win total numbers are out, which we'll probably look into tomorrow for the Florida Gators. I know the line. Um, you guys can know the line. It is Florida uh, six and a half. So if you think Florida can win those seven games, which you should think they can win those seven games, then you can bet on betonline.net that they will. Betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using BetOnline for years. I use it not just for football, not just for basketball, not just for baseball, soccer. I will admit that I have used it for darts before and then table tennis and a whole bunch of other things, normal tennis. Um, that that it, It's fun to do, man. It, it helps me bet all day. You know, I can just throw something down there real quick. Head to website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. You are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now we're gonna we're gonna take a quick look at this, and by quick I mean this segment uh, is going to be the look of where do twenty twenty two Florida Gators opponents rank on this list? Because again, I mean this is a list where we we've got our guys over here, and it's like, well, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson is number twenty. We are playing a solid schedule this year, and there are kind of a surprising number of players here. Eight of the 12 games that the Florida Gators play this year will feature a quarterback either on the list or in the just missed the cut section that's under the list. So, I mean, 75% of your game is facing an arguably top just for the people that are just missed the cut, we'll say top 30. Uh, so eight out of 12 games, 75% of your games featuring a quarterback that are in the just missed the cut or, or in the top 25, so top 30 section. Um, it's, that's kind of a lot, uh, which is really fun. And and this defense is going to have their hands full with, with all the quarterback talent that they're facing. Uh, I will also say, that I don't I don't agree with all of these rankings or even most of them I'll say, um, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about where the top twenty five guys are. We're not talking about my top twenty five. Uh, but I mean, Florida this is going in order of schedule. So who Florida plays earliest? So Florida starts the year with Utah, who has the number thirteen quarterback in Cameron rising which is also really fun to talk about because last week and and this past weekend at a radio in utah and we asked this question we talked about it um and it was who has the better quarterback you know is is it utah or is it florida and everybody can say you know well well anthony richardson's got this insane ceiling he, if you're building a franchise you want a guy like anthony richardson and you you can argue that but if you're looking at what we've seen especially consistency wise it's Cam Rising right now, and here he is as number 13, whereas Anthony Richardson is number 20 on the list. So in this case, they win. They, they, they win the, the the quarterback ranking battle, I guess. So Utah has Cameron Rising. Number 15, just two spots below Cameron Rising, is Kentucky's Will Levis, who is on this list. And uh, I'll, I'll say this as far as can, the Kentucky game goes. 
And we're going to talk about this uh, in about a month from today, pretty much. We're going to get into just a game-by-game breakdown, uh, early game-by-game breakdown of the season. But I will talk about this when we get to Kentucky's game. Uh, Will Levis and Kentucky ran a lot of one-read kind of things. And I think that Patrick Tony's defense is very well equipped to stop that. But also, Will Levis didn't have a good game when they played Florida. Uh, that That's uh, just as simple as that. Will Levis did not play a good game against Florida. That was their defense, their run game. So, Will Levis being 15, um, I ain't sold on him. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, I, I ain't sold on Will Levis being a top 15 quarterback in college football right now. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I hate that one. <laughs> but but that is what it is. Uh, number six, Tennessee's Hendon Hooker. Oh, we're going to talk about that one next segment. Don't worry. But yeah. And then honorable mention, uh, LSU here. So this one's weird because LSU has two guys that are going to, that are, you know, starting quarterback battle in Miles Vernon and Jaden Daniels. Um, I think they both are not good. I'll say that. But LSU's Miles Brennan is here as the honorable mention, and he may or may not be their starting quarterback this season. So that's interesting to have him on this list and, and see him there, but I'm, I'm not going to kill you for it. Honorable mention Georgia's uh, Stetson Bennett, on the other hand. Uh, that's yikes. Because like he's not even a guy who's been like a star college quarterback where we watch him and we go, yeah, he's a good college quarterback, but is he ever going to be an NFL guy? Like that that's not even the conversation people have with Stetson Bennett. The conversation people have with Stetson Bennett is nothing. Like like people are pretty much unanimously agreeing that he's not an NFL guy. Um not saying he can't be a backup, but like you're probably not gonna draft that guy, right? But I think we could say that safely, but then again, Jake Fromm got drafted, so who even knows? But uh Stetson Bennett, yikes. Honorable mention again is Texas AM's Max. Johnson, who uh, used to be an LSU Tiger, and then he transferred to A&M now. So he is on the honorable mention list as well. So three straight honorable mentions uh, on the Gator schedule. And then the last player from this top 25 list that is on the uh, that is on the Florida Gator schedule is South Carolina's Spencer Rattler, who I will say, I think eight's a solid range for him. Like, I, I know that there are a lot of people who are uh, still kind of just dunking on him for getting benched last season, but, like, he got benched not playing poorly at all. Like, like, he really was not playing bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I think it was just the hype got ahead of him. Um, and, and he's going to help South Carolina a lot. Like, he's going to be one of those guys where he elevates the play of his teammates, and that's going to be Spencer Rattler this year. So I, I like Rattler. Uh, eight's fine with me. I'm not. I'm not going to dunk on it, but I will say, yeah, that that that's a bit of a gauntlet if you're looking at just this ranking and going, well, are these guys good? That's that's a that's a dang good gauntlet. Um, Florida starts the year with three top fifteen quarterbacks according to this list uh, in the first in the first four weeks. So it's going to be kind of tough for a team where. We're looking at this team, and we're going. They're, they're pretty. Um, they're they're still going to be trying to get things together by that point. Like the like, I know that we could talk about this team being prepared and doing all these things, but there is no way to truly simulate what it's like to be playing a regular season game. Um, so it's, it, they're probably still going to be gelling early on 
in the season. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But again, I'm not super stressed about some of the matchups because uh, I don't feel the same way about some of these guys. So I'll leave it at that. But we're about to look at just just some miscellaneous things for this list. You know, the biggest non Quinn Ewers disagreement. Um, and where Miami's quarterback is. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about the the final part of this list, which uh, first up is the biggest non-Quinn Ewers disagreement. Because again, like I said earlier and then in the first segment, um, having a guy who's never played college football listed at number 18 kind of immediately hurts the uh the the credibility of the list I'll say like not not attacking uh not not attacking the credibility of 24/7 or of Brad Crawford but the list kind of kind of loses its weight a little bit when you go you know who's a top 18 quarterback in the nation this guy's never played uh yeah that's that's just silly to me but uh the biggest non Ewers disagreement that I have on the list is number 6 who I just spoke about last segment and I mentioned him in the first segment uh Tennessee's Hendon Hooker and that that's just like it's one of those things where I, I we we were talking about Stetson Bennett and I was saying you know Stetson Bennett is one of those guys where he's not even like a great college quarterback who you don't think is going to make the NFL. I think Hendon Hooker is a great college quarterback. Maybe I, I don't even want to say great. I want to say good college quarterback. I don't know what he'll be in the NFL, uh, but I will say that I don't think he's talented enough to be the guy or at least last year he wasn't talented enough to be the guy for me you know we, we looked at Tennessee last year and they could put up numbers they could they could do they could do a few things there but uh I feel like more of the production is scheme and just going up tempo in terms of having the volume having the opportunities to make those plays where yes eventually you're going to make them uh, more than anything else. So I'm, I'm not super bought in on Hendon Hooker. I'm not like all the way out, but I don't think he's a top six quarterback in the country. He's a top six quarterback in the SEC. Sure. Um, I, I would say so. You know, I, I would have Anthony Richardson behind Bryce Young, behind Spencer Rattler, uh, behind KJ Jefferson. Like I wouldn't have him behind Hendon Hooker. I don't Hendon Hooker, and I get it. It's hard to gauge Anthony Richardson just because sample size. But at the same time, you can't make that argument on this list when you have Quinn Ewers there. Uh, so you're just that's why I'm like it makes no sense to be like oh like like yeah like Hendon Hooker is above Anthony Richardson. A few other guys are are above Anthony Richardson, but like you know a sample size because uh, we can't even make that argument because he's got a guy on here who's never played college football before. So. Wow, yikes. Um, but no, Hendon Hooker, is, is, he's, he's just a guy to me. He's not the guy. He's a guy to me. So that's where I fall with Hendon Hooker and with his uh, placement on this list. Again, at top six, way too high for me. Um, Miami did make the list. Florida State didn't. <laughs> uh, but Miami did make the list. Tyler Van Dyke finished as number 10. So he is... Uh, Twice as high as Anthony Richardson. I would say twice as good, but he is significantly higher than Anthony Richardson. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes because I don't. I don't really have an issue with Tyler Van Dyke being that high. I think last year, like last year, he wasn't prepped to be the starting quarterback, and then when he had to start, he he did a phenomenal job at it. So 
I'm not, I'm not going to crush Tyler Van Dyke. I have no problem with Tyler Van Dyke's ranking or, or evaluation, whatever it is. Um, but I am a bit interested to see how the changes that are happening to the offense will impact him directly and impact his, you know, imp- impact his production, impact his film, how much he's going to be relied upon to continue this Miami offense. Because you could look at Michigan from last year and maybe it's going to be very similar to what Miami does this year. Um, maybe not because we've got uh, Josh Gaddis coming from Michigan to Miami to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, and again, he was the offensive coordinator for Michigan last year. So it's not like he's a quarterback coach getting upgraded. He, he's an OC last year. He would call the plays last year and then he's going to be doing it this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what the offense looks like. If it's going to look like Michigan from last year, if it's going to be that run heavy ground and pound, but spread them out style, uh, or if what we saw at Michigan last year was a result of going, we don't trust our quarterback. We, we need to run the ball. We need to run the ball. We need to do these tricky things and see what's going to happen there. Because, I mean, I, I don't know Josh Gaddis, what he's going to do. I know that he's got a great resume with him. So I'm very interested to see how he's going to handle Tyler Van Dyke and how he's going to develop Tyler Van Dyke and to see what really happens with him in terms of, creating an offense that is catered to Tyler Van Dyke's needs. I'm just, I'm curious to see where he winds up at. If we look back at this list at the end of the year and we go, well, Tyler Van Dyke played exceptionally well, or Tyler Van Dyke dropped off production wise, at least because of the offense or, or whatever it might be, or if he was asked to shoulder the load more. So I'm curious to see what's going on with that. I'm very interested to see what's going on with that. It's kind of the same argument people have with Anthony Richardson, where they go, well, Florida's going to run the ball. He's not going to be as productive. And we don't know that. You know, Billy Napier had Levi Lewis, who wasn't that great of a passer. So maybe that he is Anthony Richardson now. He's like, hey, we got a much bigger arm. We're going to let that thing fly. So so things could change with this coaching, with this coaching staff. Uh, and, and I'm very curious to see how we look back at this list because it's been going around a lot with a lot of opinions. Uh, so I'm curious to see how we look back at this list and kind of evaluate what this preseason ranking was. Thanks for making Mock Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen, Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Gordy is one of the best in, in sports media. Um, great interviews, always with the latest headlines, storylines. He brings people on the trash talk every now and then. It's awesome. Have a blast. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryofSI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.